The air we breathe, the water we drink, the soil that grows food for our families. These basic elements are essential to healthy, happy lives. America's corn growers think so too. Across the country, they're pitching in every day and doing the work to produce food and fuel that is healthy in a sustainable way. Go to ncga.com to learn more about how corn farmers grow a more sustainable future for us all. That's ncga.com. Oh, motherfucker, you can't have my cornbread. That's for damn sure. Because if you try to take my cornbread, part two of my killing spree going to begin up in here on your ass right now. If you think about my cornbread, begin to taste out your mouth. That's for damn sure. Now, fuck him. Fuck this. Because I'm from New York City, goddammit. Nobody take no cornbread from me. That go for you and any other you motherfucking farmers want to try some shit. You fuck around with me, it's going to be consequences and repercussions. What's good? What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on our social media. We're on Instagram at Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast and also on Twitter at Barbershop S-P-O-R-2. And also you can follow us on the Facebook page and also on our YouTube page. I'm Trey Frazier. He's Maestro Styles. Yes, sir. And we got a special guest in the building today. It's about uh, damn time that we got a Pittsburgh Steelers fan on here because every time we bring a football fan on here, they happen to be a Ravens fan. And I get fucking jumped with Ravens love. And it's 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 fucking it is fuck this is my first time. This we we literally just I literally, let me say I. Maestro just literally met Travis two seconds ago, um, and I'm excited because we're going to talk some Steelers. Um, I, I trust that he is a little bit more knowledgeable about the trades and the free agencies. I'm just here to talk. I'm just here to talk shit about how we're going to win a division again. Well, look, um, I don't know about that whole division thing, but let me just kind of give you guys just the background on Travis here. That's our guest here, Travis Harco. So um, I met Travis on a AFC North Roundtable episode of Jelani Brown's podcast uh, back in the summer. And never since then, he's been asking me, can I get on? Can I get on? And I've been just kind of brushing him off a little bit. Not psyched. I'm I'm kidding about that. But I finally got him on. Uh, He wanted to come on and talk some Steelers. And he's also a Denver Nuggets fan. So we'll get into a little bit of NBA and you know maybe a little something that's going on uh, currently in sports so um Travis Harco uh he's in the building right now um, yes sir what's what's going on man glad you could make it hey thank you both for having me um it you know it, it would not surprise me at all if Trey has been just brushing me off and blowing me off to come on here <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, but uh, yeah, it's just really good to be on. I appreciate you gentlemen having me. No doubt, no doubt. Um, you guys, I guess, have to feel excited about Juju coming back. I'm, I'm sure you guys gonna touch on to that. Um, you know, I'm cool with it. I, I was gonna say I'm actually pretty surprised by it. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I know that when when you had reached out to me and said this episode was gonna happen, Trey. Um, I had, I had messaged you back and said, Hey, you know, I'm really sorry to hear about Judon leaving to go to the Patriots. But, uh, at, at, at the same time, you know, if it's any consolation, Juju pretty much said, that's it. Goodbye today on TikTok." and, you know, come to find out he's going to sign a one-year deal. Uh, it's an $8 million deal. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, if, if you look at the Steelers situation, as far as, um, what they could do next year, because, from what I understand, the only offers he got were one-year offers. He got one from Kansas City. He got one from the Baltimore Ravens. And this gives him a chance to play with uh, Ben Roethlisberger one more year. And then, you know, Ben's probably retiring after the season. So if he does retire, there's a lot of money opened up right there in, in itself to get Juju signed to a long-term deal. So I like it. I'm happy with it. Um, I'm sad that we had to lose Steven Nelson as a result of it. I'm a little bit you know, hesitant to, to be super excited about that portion of it because the Steelers can draft wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, you know, Antonio Brown. Position for a very long, um, I mean, it, it's been a while since they've had a stud that they've drafted in the secondary, you know, first, second or third round. Um, I, I, you broke up a little bit, I, 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 but I'm pretty sure that you're saying about how, how well we draft wide receivers as opposed to defensive backs. Um, as far as it, how much credence do you put in, um, while we're speaking about defensive backs, how many credence, how much credence do you put in the idea of us possibly getting Cal Long? I, I don't see it. I don't, I don't see the cap space. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I really don't see it right now. Um, yeah, unless he's willing to take a team friendly deal, you know, I, I just don't see it right now. It, it's just a situation of, you know, there's, there's guys who are going to get paid coming up and, you know, we had to make some, some harsh reality, you know, moves this year. Yeah. Um, you know, the front line I, I think is going to be okay. I know that we lost Villanueva, but you know, they're, they re-signed Zach Banner. Zach Banner is probably going to kick, kick out and be your uh, starting left tackle this year. Yeah. Um, he signed a two-year deal. Uh, they just brought back uh, BJ Finney. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be back in town. So, you know, we know that he has a little bit of diversity that he can play along that front line. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I think that as far as the offensive side of the ball is concerned, they're going to be pretty decent. But when you look at the defensive side of the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers, that secondary has always been what has hampered them. I mean, if you look, I think it was 2018, they led the league with, uh, 55 sacks, you know, they, they consistently lead the league with sacks, you know, so the front seven's never been an issue. Mm-hmm. What held them back from being a good, you know, studded off, you know, defense that was able like in 2020 to carry the team was the secondary, you know, you, they were getting burned left and right. And, you know, I, I do have a fear that that could be a possibility again, if we can't have Alex Highsmith get to the quarterback, if we can't have Watt get to the quarterback, uh, that, that secondary is, is going to be a little suspect. I mean, if they could bring in someone like, you know, like a long that, that that's able to get in there and, and be an impact player day one, then, you know, absolutely. But I just cap wise don't see it. 
So as as far as Juju goes, and you referenced the Ravens offering them a contract and the Kansas City Chiefs offering them a contract, um, both were similar deals, like one year, $8 million, $9 million. And it got me to thinking, because I personally could care less whether he signed with us or not. Um, but looking at it, I guess, from the Chiefs' perspective, um, they're like the defending AFC champions. They won the Super Bowl uh, a year ago, and I'm just wondering what went into Juju's head in terms of going back to Pittsburgh. I get that he was on Twitter and was like, Pittsburgh, I love you. You know, I'm here to stay and da-da-da-da. But what do, you, what do you think was his reasoning for coming back? Do you think it's because the cap is expected to go up the following offseason and maybe he wants to cash in? Or is it that we just don't want to see him TikToking on logos? What, what, what do you think about that? No, I, I think the issue with him not going to Kansas City, I mean, you know, any player in their right mind right now would love to play with the likes of Patty Mahomes. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone would. But when you look at what the Chiefs have, Juju's the type of player where, you know, when when you see him with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's he's not necessarily that guy who's going to, you know, you, I'll put it like this. Juju Smith-Schuster led the Steelers last year in third down conversions, third down catches. He led the team in catches and he led the team um, in uh, 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 hello contested catches as well. Yeah, right. Looking at the flashy plays, you, you wouldn't have seen that. You know, you, you, you don't think about that. Even me as the Steelers fan who, who follows the team consistently, you know, I, I was like, wow, you know, it's, it's kind of odd to hear that. So if, if you take, you know, the type of player he is, he, he, he plays very much like a Heinz Ward. He's a very physical player. He's very good out of the slot. He has a little more speed, you know, obviously than what Heinz, Heinz did. But if you look at the Chiefs, you know, who is he competing with to get balls there? You have, yeah. You know, you have, you have Hill there, you have Kelsey there, you have, um, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, uh, Nicole Hardman and Sammy Watkins and those guys. Thank you. Yeah. You know, uh, Watkins is the guy I was first thinking of, you know, but you have all these other receivers who, you know, are, he's going to be competing with, you know, just to try to get snaps, let alone targets because of, uh, of how, you know, how diverse the, 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 the receiving core is for them. With Pittsburgh, it, it, it's a little bit more laid out for him. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have, uh, you know, you, you have Chase Claypool, who, you know, he's the speed guy right now, the, the, the get up and, you know, kind of catch a contest catch type guy. Uh, they have Vance McDonald, but he retired this offseason. So you're left with Eric Ebron. Ebron's going to get some catches, you know, but Ebron is also known for having some, you know, concrete hands at times. Yeah. Um, you, you have James Washington. He's going to get catches, but he's not going to be targeted like Juju is, is that, you know, safety net for Ben. Um, you have, you know, McFarlane, who, who you know, he, well, when he comes out of the backfield. For sure. Oh, no, Deontay Johnson. I mean, he's yeah. definitely going to, you know, take some of those, yeah. those catches away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he has a, l- a lot more opportunity with the Steelers to have those catches and numbers rack up, which are going to help him, you know, next year going into that contract negotiation. Um, I'd love to see him, you know, go with the Steelers and, you know, continue with them, you know, with the long-term deal. But, you know, if he doesn't, you know, he's going to put a lot more, you know, a lot more catches and stuff on tape with the Steelers than what he would with any other team. Mm. Yeah, I I, I agree hundred percent that he's definitely gonna put he he's this is like the one year thing. Um, look, I 
I'm surprised as everybody else was. I thought he was gone. Um, I, I didn't like the fact that, that I didn't know until he signed a contract with the Steelers that Baltimore had even tried to get him, and I didn't like that at, at all. Um, Damn but right, nigga. Damn I didn't right. like that at all. <laughs> Coming after your people, man. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like. I didn't like that at all. But um, well, the reason why he didn't go to Baltimore is because you know he has a running back that would be trying to throw him the ball. Uh, yeah, I was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, was, mm-hmm. I was waiting for that. I was. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. But in in his defense, he also didn't want to play with Patrick Mahomes, and you know, really, no. I mean, see, that. see, I, I mean, I kind of look at that different. I mean. Look, the way I see it, um, and and Trey, we argue, we don't argue, but I talk about this all the time. Um, yeah, Tyreek Hill is going to get the majority targets, and um, and Kelsey, but and Kelsey's going to be the number two option guy. But Juju Smith-Schuster with the Chiefs is a legitimate number two wide receiver, um, kind of reminiscent. Um, and I, and I, I wouldn't dare compare uh, Tyreek Hill's wide receiver skills to Antonio Brown. I think. Um, he was faster, but I don't think he has the wide receiver skill set that Antonio Brown had. But um, I I think when you put all that pressure, uh, you know, the pressure's on uh Tyree Kill. It's on more so Kelsey. I the think attention, the attention I, is on. He's him. going, he's going to get. I think Juju Smith would get uh, uh a nice, you know, kind of the way he became a star in Pittsburgh was kind of everybody keying in on the other receivers, and he kind of eaten. Because he getting the less uh, the lesser of the defensive backfield from uh, opposing teams, so I thought that would have been um, a, a good thing, and you know they probably would end up paying him. I would think um, based on how he was going to produce um, in Kansas City. Uh, I'm glad he came back to Pittsburgh because um, I like him for Pittsburgh, and he loves Pittsburgh's fans. We seem to love Pittsburgh. Um, I think what concerns me is is that. Now, um, is he an, is he is he a legitimate number one, or are, are we leaning towards Claypool being a number one? I mean, even I mean, and even in this sense, Deontay Johnson is Deontay Johnson definitely led the league in targets. With while um, I would understand, I, I get that Juju Smith maybe had more catches because he's the third down. He was like the kind of third down guy, but um, not kind of. He was the third down guy, um, but I the market. And 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 Travis, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I I I'm just a Steelers Depot guy. Um, but in the season this season last year, they was talking about Juju Smith was going to get upwards of sixteen million dollars. Uh, I guess my question is, is that after this next year, is that going to be the case again? It, and will we be will we be able to afford it, that contract in 2022? Um, you know. I, th- I think one thing that definitely Juju had to take into account with all of this as well is it, it, it's something that's you know not really been touched on by anybody that I've seen yet is you have three teams that are offering you very similar contracts. They're all one year. They're all $8 million base salary. You know, you know, what, what's the um, signing bonus on that going to be, you know, compared to what the base salary is going to be, you know, yada, 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 but roughly you're, you're talking $8 million round for, for each one of the contracts. So, you know, would you rather stay where you are, $8 million, you know, have the opportunity to stick long-term because that money will be opened up next year where you can get $15, $16 million um, for a long-term deal to be, you know, that number one guy on the team? Or would you rather try to go to a new location, 
new format, new scheme, new teammates, you know, try to, you know, build those, you know, those bonds and, you know, try to get that camaraderie with a quarterback in a one year setting for roughly the same money. You know, it's like, he's already there. You know, he knows the system. He knows the coaches. He knows the players. He knows who he's working out with every day. He knows what Ben likes to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that was something that was definitely taken into account as well with this. Um, as, as far as him getting $16 million a year next year, um, if, if, if Juju Smith-Schuster, if we are able to see him go back to rookie or sophomore season Juju, as far as you know, the 97-year, like I'll be the first one to say, even though, I have no idea why the hell Ben was thrown to a fucking nose tackle mm-hmm. um, in the end zone against the de- goddamn Denver Broncos. I was there at that game for his 97 yard touchdown that he had against them. Yeah. And I watched that live and he was running towards my end, the, the end zone that I was sitting at. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I have never seen a player and I've been to, you know, a, quite a few Steelers games, you know, even Antonio Brown stuff. I have never seen a player take a single cut break, right. catch the ball and just go right. like that. Right. You know, I mean, Brown, was an elusive guy, you know, Brown, Brown is a guy who, when he catches the ball, you know, he could juke you, know, you out of your socks and then he's going to juke the threads out of those socks. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a type of guy who, who's very hard and elusive to you know, get to after the catch. And Juju Smith Schuster just has this ability to, you know, recognize this is what the defense is presenting me. Talk to the quarterback, say, look, this is what they're doing. If you see the setup, you know, direct me which way you want to go with how you're seeing it and boom, make it happen. If he's able to get back to that type of Juju Smith Schuster, as opposed to more the role player type that we saw for the most part last season, Mm -hmm. I think he has a legitimate chance of getting that, you know, 15 to $16 million a year. Do you believe, and, and I'll just, I just ask, I, I've been asking this on Twitter uh, quite often since Juju uh, signed a contract. Um, can I go ahead and buy my Juju jersey because he's going to be a, a mainstay in Pittsburgh for the next five to seven years? I think with the TikTok thing being kind of wrangled in a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I am on TikTok. By the way, throw it out there. I've got almost 8,000 followers trying to hit that 10,000. All right. You know, I make stupid videos on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, uh, you know, watching him really simmer down on TikTok and, and like the whole Corvette Corvette dance on the logos and stuff. Yeah. Now, granted, I will say that the whole logo dance thing, in my personal opinion, was taken way out of context. I agree hundred percent because, you know, the, the national media was going, Oh my God, he's doing it on, on the opponent's logo. He's doing it. He was doing it on the Steelers logo too. That was, that was his pregame every game, you know, whether it's in the locker room, whether it's on the logo and he would do it on the Steelers logo too. Mm-hmm. It, that, that was just his thing you know and and did it become a, a blown out thing I really think it did it in, in, in large part because for the most part we didn't have fans we you know we, we had to deal with COVID you know they couldn't talk about attendance they couldn't talk about much outside of the fact oh my god you know these three guys on the Tennessee Titans just got diagnosed with COVID this week and now this game gets pushed back oh the Baltimore Ravens have COVID problems oh this team has COVID problem you know that then over time that gets old so what are you going to do you're going to find the first thing that that you know can cause some type of controversy and conversation and unfortunately for juju that you know that that happened to be it so um i I think with that being kind of toned down you know a lot of the fan base you know really does love juju smith schuster they want to see him stay um i i i have not seen this team gravitate towards a player like this in a very long time 
And I don't know if that <clears throat> a lot of it has to do with the fact that he wasn't Antonio Brown, that he won team MVP over Antonio Brown. And, and you know, with, with how sour things were going with AB at, the t- at that point in time, if that was a portion of it, um, or if it was just the fact that, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is a very bubbly type personality. He knows how to market himself. Yeah. When, when, when you look at what he's done, I mean, he had a YouTube channel up before he even, you know, made it to the NFL. So mm-hmm. his first off season, he played a prank on everybody at USC by going back to USC and sitting in some of his old classes, fully suited up for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, right. sitting there taking notes with the backpack, you know, and, and that, that's fun stuff that the fans can engage with. Yeah. Um, so, so the fans, I think definitely want to see him stay ownership, you know, has said multiple times they want to see him stay. I think it's just a matter of, you know, of, of whether or not, like we said, once this year is over, Ben's contract's up, you got $27.5 million now that's freed up. How much are you going to give to him? Mm. Yeah, um, and, I, and I guess I got to be somewhat unbiased here, but um, I do agree that the whole TikTok and dancing on the logo thing was an overblown thing because they tried, the, the media tried to tie y'all losing those games down a stretch of the season to the TikTok and the dancing and everything like that. But obviously everybody that watches football understands that the reason the Steelers were losing those games was a combination of Ben not being, you know, Ben playing terrible, um, Ebron dropping passes, Deontay dropping passes, and, you know, the defense since, you know, several times just not, you know, playing up to what they were the first half of the season. But Maestro, um, and no running game. Maestro, do not buy that man's jersey yet. That man just signed a one-year deal, and I get what Travis is saying about cap space being freed up to potentially sign him to a long-term deal. Wait till that man signs that long-term deal. Then you can go cop that jersey. Nah. What if he don't? What? What? Because what if he doesn't resign? Then what I'm if he be, plays one year? Then I'll be irritated. Then I'll be irritated that I. So why? So why put yourself in that situation, bro? I'm because looking out for you. Juju. You ain't looking out for I'm, me. You a hater. I'm, hey, hey. I'm, 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 this is what I'm, I'm looking out for copping jerseys. When it comes to copping jerseys, all I know is that fucking Bud Dupree is about to go on sale, and that bitch is about to be mine. Mm. 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 <laughs> see me mm. see me in my jersey buying for pittsburgh i, I recognize that i i only want to do it with people who are going to who have made enough of an impact for the team and they're going to and, or at least they got to be there for a while so i, I know my next jersey is going to be marquise pouncey i know that um, oh yeah yeah you know like if i'm thinking about who i would get now i'm leaning towards um Devin bush Devin Bush. What about, what about TJ Watt? I was going to say TJ Watt. I say TJ TJ Watt's on that list. Yeah, you know, I'm leaning towards those types of people. I would even at this stage of the game, um, like like AB's jersey is on. I never I never got an AB jersey, but his jersey is on. I'll tell you what, you, you yeah, want an AB bro. jersey, I, I got an autographed Bumblebee, I'll sell you. Woo! We'll talk with offline. The C, with, with, with the C, it's got a COD and everything. Yeah, we'll talk offline. Don't tell me that you never got an AB jersey and you're electing to get a Juju jersey. Granted, he's only going to be there one. At least we know for now, one year. Like, yeah. come on, wait, wait till that, wait till that man sign long term. Get that, see, get the uh, AB. I think joint, you need man. to see that. No, nah, I think you need to see the AB Bumblebee hanging on the wall behind me. I think that you need to see that every Tuesday, bro. I ain't gonna hold you because I don't like. Well, but that, but that's me, my point. And let me tell you, you, you Travis. Let me tell you what this Bama just did. This is not what his background looks like on a normal on a normal Tuesday. 
Normally it's Charles Oakley and some other I don't necessarily remember. He put that there for you. I just want you to know that he put that there for you. He took all his other sports memorabilia down and put that up because he knew he was. uh, We was talking to a Steelers fan. All this, this is all normal. This is just on the other side of the man cave. So you, this is intentionally. So you intentionally put all that out there so he could see. I had to come on. I I told you in the beginning. (laughs) I had to be ready, man. It's two against one. I I had to be ready. I'm sorry you was unprepared. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I'm about to go switch up. I ain't even gonna lie. I, so I'm sad. I, I got I got a uh I, I got I got a couple jerseys back. I think I got a Jack Lambert that's just kind of itching to be thrown on. Mm. <laughs> mm. Hey, I, I see I see that Jamal Lewis, and I gotta say, uh I highly doubt that Lambert is a guy that Jamal Lewis would have wanted to have met in the hole. Mm. Yeah, I doubt maybe. that. I may, doubt maybe that. ain't no maybe. maybe about it. Ain't no maybe about it. May may maybe. Ain't no maybe but about it. My man, my man rushed for two thousand yards in a season. I, I'll hold that. <laughs> I'll hold that. But hey, Travis, um, I got to take you back to a Sunday night in January. I, I just wanted to get your mm-hmm. thoughts about when you saw your team down twenty eight nothing to the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. What was going through your mind when you was watching that game? Honestly, I I, I think that there was a lot of complacency put into that. Um, when, when you look at how the team performed defensively, they, they came out a little slow. And, and I, I think that had more so to do with the fact that for the most part, they got their bye week very, very early on in the season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was week four as a result of the Titans having COVID-19. And you can and, argue it wasn't a real bye. You can argue it wasn't a correct. traditional bye. Yeah. Correct. Because they spent the entire week preparing for it. And then yeah. got told on three separate occasions it's being put. Same thing that happened with the Ravens game, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they, they were, you know, on pins and needles. Are we playing? Are we not playing? So, yeah, they really didn't have a traditional bye week. They relied so heavily on that defense down the stretch that I think a lot of the guys definitely got worn out. And, you know, when you shave a team down to essentially a nub, you know, there's only so much effort that they have not – mentally not spiritually but yeah. physically that they yeah. have left to play with and the offense was just completely lackluster there, there was nothing there they were out of sync they were they had no running game at all to speak of and, and i think that you know they said it you know it, it's I, th- and I think it was as a matter of fact since we're talking about it, i think it was juju who said it's the same old browns Mm-hmm. you know and, and and they went into it thinking yeah, yeah. it's a, it's the same old browns mm-hmm. you know they haven't won a playoff game since i think what it was 2002 Susan. was the last time they they won a playoff game yeah. no they um, no they was in the playoffs 2002 they didn't win that game okay so you know you go back even I, yeah so it, it, it's like it, it this is the first time that most most of these players have ever been on that type of stage you know we're playing at home you know this is our division you know, we went 11 and 0, you know, and, and I, I really think that they just rode too high and mighty. You know, when Mike Tomlin was sitting there in the, in, in the season saying, you know, we need to keep ourselves grounded in the moment. We need to keep ourselves in, in, in here. You know, we don't need to be thinking about a perfect season. We don't need to be thinking, okay, we've done all this. We're just going to see the Chiefs, you know, for, for the you know AFC yeah. championship game. Yeah. I, I really think a lot of it was complacency and overlooking what the Cleveland Browns were doing. And when you have a running attack, like what the Cleveland Browns have, 
you know, I mean, that's just that, in my opinion, that's the nastiest duo in the league. Yeah. Because, you know, they're both big powerhouses. I mean, if you get a guy like, like a, uh, you know, Henry down, down in Tennessee, it's one guy for the most part, he's going to beat the living shit out of you, but you know, who's coming at you, you know, you know, he's going to be pulled every seven, eight plays and you're going to get a you know, reprieve for three or four plays right. with, with the Browns. You don't have that. You, you have two guys who are just, you know, trucks out there right. and all they want to do is hit somebody. They, they don't want to make a cut and, and, and go up the field. They're, they're not, you know, uh, 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 a Peterson. They're, they're, they're not, uh, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson who was, you know, a, a cut yes. guy and, 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 and get as much as you can. They want to hit the shit out of you, put you on your ass, and then run for another 15, 20 yards. And when you yeah, have two guys that are cycling out like that, you know, every single play, you know, and they're fresh and you're not, you can't overlook something like that. Um, I, I think Devin Bush not being in was, was, you know, definitely, you know, a factor in that, you know, and granted they lost Devin so early in the season, but they were so thin at the inside linebacker Man, position, yeah. you know, that we, we had to go get, and I'm, I'm not knocking him because he wasn't a terrible pickup for the Steelers, but we had to go get Avery Williamson for Christ's sake. Yeah. You know, he, he wasn't even a starter on the jets, but on we jets, went out right. and got him because we needed him. You know, if you're not the starter on the jets, you know, you, we got some issues that we're trading to get you to fill in the <laughs> holes, you know, but, but that's what we were rolling with. And, you know, I, I, I think that they really did overlook the Cleveland Browns. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, man. This is my last question on Pittsburgh. Um, and it pains me because he's a hall of famer. Um, he, uh, he has shown me all of my success as a, a Pittsburgh quarterback, he's um, all these things. It's been where it's been Roethlisberger playing two years that he shouldn't be playing, meaning last I, year and this year coming. Last year, no. Um, I, I I think that Ben actually went back a few years in his career as, as far as his strength, as far as his mobility. Um. And I, and I say that in a good way, you know, we, we saw more strength out of him. We saw a little bit more mobility in the pocket from him. We, we saw a Ben Roethlisberger that was able to really kind of see the field more. Now, I don't know how much stake to put into, you know, all the changes that he said that he made in the off season. He stopped watching porn. He stopped, you know, d- you know, drinking, he stopped doing all these, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't put stock into all that. What I really think it was is he had a year because of an elbow injury to really sit back and focus on getting back in shape. He came in, he came into the locker room thinner than I thought he was going to be, mm-hmm. especially at, especially at 39 years old. Um, he, he came back with a fluid arm motion. You know, he, he looked really good. Now what we did see down the stretch again is a 39 year old quarterback who had, you know, a couple more thousand throws onto his elbow, you know, a couple more thousand throws under that shoulder, you know, you, you, you kind of saw it starting to take shape. I mean, I think it was week 16. He's, he's, he's not even practicing. He's walking around the practice facility with two ice bags on his knees. that made him look like the freaking stay puff marshmallow man. You know, he, he's, he's, you know, he's father time's going to beat everybody. Yeah. And he, he's showing those signs of wear and tear. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that, I, I am definitely hesitant as to what his production is going to be this season. And if Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he, he's already proven it. He's the last one standing from 04. 
nobody yeah. else from the 04 class is still throwing a ball. Yeah. You know, he, he, he is the last man standing out of that. He outlived Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. You know, the only one he's not really going to outlive is Tom Brady. Yeah. But Tom Brady is just, you know, Tom Brady. Tom so, Brady. yeah, I hate yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like Brady, man. You know, but and, I, let me, and let me and let me preface that yes he he did it he achieved everything he achieved but fuck Tom Brady yeah so I, I think that you know him outliving everybody but Brady essentially for the quote unquote legends of this time mm-hmm. you know you have who who do you have in the league right now that that's going to really carry that torch you have Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray's shown a little bit and it pains me to say it a lot especially because of who's on here with us. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on now. I'm waiting for you to say it. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to say it. You it's for you, know. Trey. It's for you, Trey. You, you already know. You, you do. I mean, you, you got Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and Baker- I'll throw some other names in there, too. Um, Deshaun Watson, who I, I want to kind of get your opinion on, uh, Travis, about the whole really you know, about case. That. Why? 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 Do we really get I think the thing with, 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 with Watson is – the Texans are just such a shit show. Yeah. And when, when, when you, when you look at what he he's been thrown into, you know, it's, it's like perfect example. I'm a huge LSU fan. Mm-hmm. I know that, th- that when Joe Burrow got drafted number one, overall, everyone was so excited. Oh my God, he's going back to Ohio. He's going back to play for his you know team that he rooted for as a kid. You know, th- th- it's, a, it's a dream of, a, of every NFL player to be drafted number one, overall to your favorite team. You look at how that team was built around him, mm-hmm. and they did him dirty. There's no reason that he should have yeah. been in the game when he got hurt. Yeah. There's no reason for it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, and the team doesn't give two rats asses about Joe Burrow at this point in time. All they care about is their revenue. They yeah. care about putting asses in the stands, and that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and for a long time, that's how the Texans were kind of built. You know, it's like, oh, we have J.J. Watt. We have, you know, Hopkins. You know, we have, you know, we, we have, you know, even Andre a, a, a Johnson, running back at times, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like we, we have a couple of guys. Okay, you know, Watson's just going to kind of be there. They're not going to focus on the line to protect him. And then you had everything that happened with the ass chin himself, and I refuse to say that man's name. Yeah, mm. I mean, the, the, how do you how do you trade Nuke? That's a, to that's the a crime. Cardinals. Yeah. That's a crime. Yeah, yeah, it's like if, for for what they got for him, that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. And your excuse is baby mamas. That's yeah. just like. Yeah. That is the stupidest thing in the world. That is the most judgmental thing I've ever heard in my life. And it's like, if you have a player of that caliber, you know, you need to kind of bend the knee a little bit towards him, whether you're a coach mm-hmm. GM and everything else or not. Um, and, and, and I, and I think that's something that uh, he, he, he never really understood. And I really think that, you know, the, the two quarterbacks that, that I, that I feel the worst for that have been at this for a while one is definitely Deshaun Watson and the other one is Matthew Stafford mm. because mm. you know, the, the lions did the same damn thing to Stafford. And now with Stafford yeah. going down to LA, I think he's going to have a, a chance to have a legitimate good season. Um, I think it's great that, you know, he he's, he's going to have the chance to actually compete in a division and not just be the laughing stock. I mean, cause you know, the lions are going up, you know, you're competing against Aaron Rodgers. You're competing yeah. against the Vikings. You're competing. I mean, the bears are the bears, but I'm going to yeah, say yeah, the, bears, the bears, <laughs> the bears, I mean, the same boat as the- <laughs> yeah, they, they are, you know, but it's like, you when know? you're trying to, 
it's like when everybody was trying to compete against Tom Brady in the AFC East every year. It's mm. like the season hasn't even started. It's it's still preseason. Okay, here's the schedule. Great. Well, pencil the you know the Patriots Pencil-y. in for Week One. Yeah. You know they're they're going to be in the playoffs already. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's like that's what you have when, when when you're you know a Detroit fan. And so, it it and I, Matt Patricia was not the answer for that team. They let him stick around far longer than they should have. Uh, I I think you know him and a couple of others came off of that trend of you know, whatever Bill Belichick, you know, jerks off to, you know, on, on, onto a page, as soon as that page, you know, becomes available to the free market. Oh my God, we have to sign him to the next, you know, coming in Jesus as a coach goes. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's uh that's karma for letting Jim Caldwell go. Like they went, <laughs> what they went 11 and five yeah. the year he got there. And then they went like nine and seven, a couple of times. And then they got rid of him. Yeah. Fuck Detroit. Fuck yeah, Detroit. Yeah, for real. For real. So, uh, nah, I was just going to say, man, Ben Roethlisberger should, in short, for me, Ben Roethlisberger should just go ahead and retire, man. I I, I just want to be gone. I, I, look, I, I appreciate what he's done. Um, but I'll say this, uh, and I guess we can kind of put a close on Pittsburgh still a talk <laughs> for um, – he should be gone. I, I wish him the best. And I wish him the best this year because I would like to um, keep this division, keep this division, put this to two in the row right here. I would love it to be two in a row. Um, I don't know. Hey, look, man. I'm going to tell you this, though, Trey. I, mm-hmm. I know we lost some pieces on defense and, and all that's – our defense still don't look bad. No, I don't our think it's like – I don't think it's bad. the bottom. Like, I don't think it's – the bottom of the bottom but those were some pretty i would say yeah sure of course tyson alulu Alulu for me tyson alulu hurts for me um because he was having a career year last year mike hilton obviously hurts and 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 you know i feel how i feel about that uh real quick to kind of touch back on you saying ben should be gone this year my question is who the hell are you going to have take over uh mason rudolph isn't ready Dwayne Haskins, you know, I, I yeah, he's definitely. I, I, yeah, I don't. I, I, I would, I would root Haskins. for Dwayne Haskins, though. I, I would root for yeah. him because of because of the Dwayne Haskins, though. Came out of. Yeah, well, okay. We, here, here's my here's my point to that. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about Dwayne Haskins and the situation that he came out of, yes, Washington did nothing to really help his cause, but Dwayne Haskins had so many fucking off the field issues that there was no reason for them to invest in him. You know, to, how how do you go from being a top five draft pick mm-hmm. you know, in your rookie year to being benched and cut the very next year. You know, yeah. that, that's some Jamar, that's some Jamarcus Russell type shit yeah. right there. I, I, you know, I didn't like the sign. I didn't like the Dwayne Haskins sign. And I hope, I hope that I'm wrong about him. And I just, I, you know, I do. Um, but he's still young, man. Yeah, exactly. He, and yeah. he that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I hope I'm, I'm ho- I hope I'm wrong about him. Um, Mason Rudolph got to go, man. He look because because we got we're gonna have to find we just gonna have to find out. We we draft we drafted him um, for all intents and purposes. He's been our backup quarterback for what two or three years. Um, look, I don't I don't know that he's the. No, let me say this: I don't believe he's the answer. Um, but I don't think Ben Roethlisberger and the way they was running that the offense looked it looked a little bit better. Um, again, in week 17 against Cleveland, then Ben Roethlisberger has looked the entire second half outside of that Colts game. Um, I don't know why 
the the idea for Ben Roethlisberger is to throw 40, 50, and 60 times. I don't know why that's the case. I, um, I don't know why the focus. Running is, back. Lack of a running back and a lack of a running game. Lack of a running game. Um, mm-hmm. I, but nobody nobody adjusted and i guess that's i guess you put that blame you also put that blame on the oc um I, he gone i forgot his name uh <laughs> um randy fucking feetner yeah and he's gone <laughs> and and i totally forgot about him now that he's gone because i because i'm sitting i'm sitting here second half like okay they know what we doing why do we keep doing this same thing and they know what we doing and nobody's adjusting and it's been going and it had been going on pretty much like the Ironically, the Washington football team game is the game where it's like, all right, they know now. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No, and, and, and here, here's my two big questions that I have this offseason, because obviously, you know, they're not going to do much at all in free agency this year. Yeah. So my, my question now is, one, you, you know that Ben's pretty much done after this year. Yeah. There's really no way you're bringing him back again. So with Ben retiring – Who's going to be available on the market next year as far as quarterback is concerned? Because there is a horrible draft class for 2022 as yeah. far as quarterback goes. So this offseason for you know going into the draft, do the Steelers trade up for a quarterback much so like they did Ben? Do you sit back and just kind of see what falls in your lap? Or do you try to move up a few spots and secure that running back position so you can focus more on the run and not have to worry so much about that, that quarterback position? You know, because there's definitely some good running backs coming out that are going to be available in the first round. But, you know, at the same time, quarterback is central to the team. And you also have to take into account Marquise Pounce's retired, you know. So what do you do as far as center goes? Are you going to have J.C. Hassenhauer, you know, be your center for the next couple of years? You know, what do you do with that? (laughs) You know, do you have B.J. Finney kick out and take over the center role? You know, it's going to be interesting to see offensively what this team does this year. Uh, to kind of compensate for, for you know, the, these losses that they've had um, and the losses they are going to have. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I will say now, I would not be surprised if the Steelers were to trade up, grab a quarterback, stick him right behind Ben and say, you put a fucking bug in his ear and you don't move. You, you stay connected to him at the hip. Much so like if you were in prison, you're holding his pocket mm-hmm. and you're not going to move away from that man. And you're going to learn and you're going to be a sponge and you're going to shut the fuck up and learn how to be that quarterback in the future. So do we, so, Travis, how, so Travis, uh, now that you say that um, you wouldn't be surprised if they moved up to get a quarterback. Do you, if they ever did that, do you have a preference of which quarterback you like out of that bunch coming out? Oh God, you, you would throw me on a spot. Now I got to pull names up again real quick. Cause I'm drawing a blank oh, on snap. names. Um, well, well, Trevor Lawrence is going number one. I think. That's yeah, I mean, Trevor senses. Lawrence, he he he's gone number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got so, so you got um that kid Zach Wilson, um Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields are your are your top ones right now. Yes. Yes. Um, if I had my choice, I'd probably say Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Or Mac Jones. Mac oh yeah, Jones. I for, I forgot about Mac, Mac Jones. Jones. Yeah. I, I I would probably say one of those. Now, if, if somebody like a Kyle Trask were to like fall to you, you know, because <laughs> Trask definitely has a chance to fall. I don't see him as a round one. Yeah, neither do I. Um, probably as a round two, you know, and, and probably a mid, you know, mid round two. If if you could hold off until day two or, or you know round two and kind of you know slide up a few spots to snag him, you know, I, I could see that working out possibly. Um, I just 
I, I cannot see Mason Rudolph next year being called your day one starter. It, it would be, in, in my opinion, going back to like a Neil O'Donnell or, you know, a, a, a Tommy Maddox type situation. <clears throat> uh, I, I just, even a Cordell Stewart, I, I would throw him in so that do same we, So do we, so what, why are we wasting our time? Why are we even wasting our time? I mean, if, if that's, if that's the, why is he even here? I mean, we, we keep playing. I, I know we cut Joshua Dobbs. I, oh, I believe we cut him recently, but why do we even keep playing this, uh, this Mason Rudolph game Especially after bringing in uh, Haskins, who I don't, who by the way I don't believe is going to be a viable number two, but but no, I don't, I don't even think I don't even think he's going to be on the field for for games at all. I, th- I don't think he's going to ever dress. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, the way it it sounds like you're he's not a Pittsburgh Steeler in your eyes, Mason Rudolph. Um, once his contract is up, no, I, I don't yeah. see it. Yeah, and, and I, I think that this might be his last year on this deal. Right, this is his last year. Um, I, I just I, I don't see it. You know, we, we, we've seen him win a couple games, but at the same time, a lot of the wins that he's had have been very shaky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he has definitely developed more <laughs> from when he first came to the team, but he's, he's not developed enough to become the starter. Um, I just, I, I, I don't see him being that guy. So would you lean so first round you lean to more towards quarterback or running back? Or or, first, or other person personally, I see them now, granted, I say that I would not be surprised for them to move up to try to take the quarterback. I'm gonna take the safe bat, you know, safe, you know, bet here and say they're gonna sit right there where they are, like what I think it's 23 or 24. 24. <clears throat> um 24 you're probably talking about either a center or you're talking about a running back. I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't see them. Sh- I mean, now then again, it, it is the Steelers and I've seen them draft Artie fucking Burns and I've seen them draft Trey Edmonds, <laughs> you know, round one. And I'm just sitting there going, what in the fuck are you yeah. like? They would have both been yeah. there round two. Red like, red what is wrong with yeah. you? Right. Um, so I would not hey. put them past them to do something stupid like that. But at the same time, I, I will also say, if, if they sit exactly where they are, you're probably looking center or running back. So Travis, how are you feeling about Najee Harris? Um, Dang, I got you speechless. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I mean, <laughs> I mean Najee Harris is a good player. Uh, and I, I think he came from what the, uh, the, I want to say green Bay. Mm. No, no, Najee Harris is uh, Najee Alabama Harris. running back. Alabama. Oh, running back. oh, Jesus Christ! I'm, th- I'm thinking. You think about Aaron Jones? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was on I'm, that. I'm I was hoping for that too, but I, I, I knew that one. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm having a rough day. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa! <laughs> we'll blame it on the alcohol. Yeah, um, yeah no, not Najee Harris. Um, I, I, I don't know if he'd be there at 24, honestly. That, that, that's, uh, that's the only argument that, that has been thrown. I mean, when you, true. when you. If you look at teams that are drafting ahead of the Steelers, you know, for, you know, who all really needs a running back? Uh, I mean, th- there's, there's a boat. <laughs> yeah, a, lot, there a lot of teams need sure. a running back. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, and then, and then you got to break down, you know, who's not going to go for quarterback. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously again, Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. We all know that he's mm-hmm. going to Jacksonville. Um, yeah. 
so, I mean, you, you take him out of the equations and it becomes, you know, a, a crapshoot. Who's really going to make the move for the quarterback? Who's going to really make the move for the running back? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, those are going to be the two, you know, big keys coming off, off, off the board this year, I think. Uh, the, the tight end class is not that strong right now. The yeah, wide receiver class is, is just, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, the wide receiver class is always the wide receiver class. You're going to have, yeah. you know, guys sprinkled all the way throughout, you know, round one, and, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for that. Um, I, I, I can see Najee Harris being the top 12 pick. And mm-hmm. if, if you're talking, you know, moving up in, 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 into the draft to try to get somebody, it's not going to be for a running back. Yeah, yeah, I and, and uh, I don't, right, I don't right. see them moving up to try to grab somebody like that. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm Najee, I'm Team Najee Harris, but in my, in my recent uh, Twitter scrolling, I have started to uh, like the cat from North Carolina at running back, Travis, um, Travis Etienne, Etienne. I don't know how to say his name, but oh, um, Travis Etienne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have, I have started to uh, grown to like him. Um, as a uh, consolation prize, so to speak. But I'm not, but let me also say this, and I know we say we was going to get off Pittsburgh and let him talk, talk, you know, we could let him talk some nuggets. Um, but I do got two more things to say. Um, man, hurry uh, up, man. Right, right. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I haven't given up on Anthony McFarlane yet. I, I, I haven't necessarily given up on him yet. And two, um, I want to know where you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to place in the AFC North. Anthony McFarland to me is more of a scat back. Yeah. Um, he, he's not, he's not that traditional, you know, cut and go guy. Like I said, he's, he's not even a, a, a pound kind of guy. He's a guy who's going to try to hit, you know, a linebacker or a defensive end, you know, trying to get through the pocket, you know, on his way out to a route. And, you know, every team needs a guy who can do that, you know, and, and I'm not going to sit there and, and, and knock him because, you know, when we had that, you know, running back, you know, carousel when James Conner was out, um, you know, he, 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 he definitely showed that he has the ability yeah. to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that he needs to put a little bit more weight on. I think that he needs to, you know, definitely, you know, pass block better and develop that if he's going to stick around for a while. Um, but I think that if we don't draft a running back round one, we're going to have a big chance to see a lot of guys. And I, th- I think it's going to start with Benny Snell and Anthony McFarlane, you know, kind of swapping out mm-hmm. and we'll just kind of go from there. But I think, I think the team is comfortable with Snell. So I, I, I don't see them, you know, really going out of their way to pull Snell out um, and, and put McFarland in mm-hmm. unless the situation really calls for it. So um, if he, if he continues to develop, you know, absolutely, you know, he, he, he's, you know, something that every team, you know, could really use, especially a team like the Steelers who over the last couple of seasons, especially last year was the dink and dunk kind of thing. You know, you need that guy who's going to definitely be underneath. So I could see him with that. Um, as far as where the Steelers are going to be in the AFC North this year, mm. how, how, how nicely can I put this? Um, I, again, I, I can't stand that I have to say this. Um, I think the Steelers are going to be playing runner, runner up this year. And I think they're going to be playing runner up to the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, sir. <laughs> man, I, you just woke me up from a two minute nap, man. I'm just sitting here thinking, 
I, I, I and, and the reason finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say I, I think the reason why is you know the Ravens definitely lost some key players. I mean, when you're talking about losing like a, a, a Judon in the center of that defense, and that defense definitely had its struggles last year. Um, you know, they're definitely going to have a lot more points put up on them this year, but you still have to compete with the fact that you have Lamar Jackson, who, again, I hate to admit it, I hate to say it, but he definitely improved his throwing abilities going into last year Mm -hmm. and definitely showed that he has the ability to chuck the ball last year and he gained more accuracy. You couple that with the fact that he still loves to run you couple that with the fact that that offensive line is, is, is fairly sturdy and, you know, and the running backs, man, JK Dobbins came on strong last Mm -hmm, year. Very much so. And so when when you have essentially three guys in the backfield, you know, one of which being the quarterback who can, you know, run the ball and the quarterback can still throw, he's shown that he can throw the ball. That's going to be a very difficult thing to stop. And when the Steelers have lost, you know, key pieces into the defense like they have. I mean, Bud Dupree is going to hurt. That one is going to hurt mm-hmm. a lot this year. Um, Alex Highsmith definitely showed that he can play the position to hold it down. But, you know, Bud Dupree was on a monstrous tear last year. I mean, and the contract that he signed shows it. Yeah. yeah I mean, so, okay, but... yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, was it four years, 56 million is what he yeah, got? Yeah. But wait, it, you it, said, I mean, wait, Maestro, you said you thought he was overpaid? Yeah, he was overpaid. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Bud Dupree was okay. I'm glad he got his money because I like Bud Dupree and I appreciate what he did in the last two years in Pittsburgh. But um, yeah, he was overpaid, I think. Um, probably slightly overpaid, but but I think that was more of a we are hell bent determined to get this guy to our yeah, team. This, mm-hmm. And and so if I got to offer a couple more million than what the other guys are offering, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it was a you know Nick Foles type situation when he went down to Jacksonville of. You know, oh, look yeah. at what he did, you know, the resurgence of his career. Oh, my God, we have to have this guy. I don't think it was that. I think it was, you know, Bud Dupree has shown over the last couple of seasons that he is able to improve. He is able to really, you know, start bringing himself, you know, further and further up throughout the ranks of, of, of being an edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he had, you know, they, they said, you know, essentially, this is a guy that we really want, and I don't want anybody else to really have an opportunity to grab him. Right. So, I mean, yeah, he was probably overpaid a little bit, but. Um, again, I think that's more of what that was. But you know, when you lose a Bud Dupree, when you lose Tyson Alualu, when you lose Steve Nelson, when you lose Mike Hilton, you know, th- those aren't exactly you know small names on the Steelers defense. Those are all guys who had substantial playing time. Yeah. And you know that those those are going to hurt. And I think that defense is going to you know come out a little bit slower than what they did last year. Um, and 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 I think when you're competing with the likes of the 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 Ravens, you know that's that's a tough tough pill to swallow. Um, and, and what about Cleveland? What, 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 what I was you about see? to say, I, I see Cleveland third. I, I, I don't mm. see. I, this is my issue I have with Cleveland. Cleveland, and, and I've said it so many times on on Smoke If You Got Them. On paper, they should be dominating this entire division. On mm. paper, they should. On paper, they should. One hundred percent. But in application, they don't. Cleveland has a tendency of blowing it up. Cleveland has a tendency of having these really big spikes and, and they look really, really good for, you know, a season or a half a season. And then it all just falls off, you know, and, and, and you yeah. see it nonstop with them. And so I can't put any faith into the Cleveland Browns. I mean, when, when you look at them last year, you know, last year that was supposed to be their year. You know, they, they had, Baker they, had they, they had, yeah. Uh, yeah. they had Beckham, they had, 
uh, that cat that they got from uh, Miami. What's his name? Uh, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. They had, you know, the, the running back, you know, you know, with, with Chubbs and everything. They More had importantly, they had Miles. the Chiefs on the ropes in the playoffs. They did, and 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 they blew it. Yeah. You know, they choked it out. Yep. You know, they had Miles yep. Garrett. They had Derek Fisher. They had they had all these guys. Where on paper, it's like, oh my god, you know, this is a team to worry about, and it just it it never came together. I mean, for Christ's sake, when Jarvis Landry sitting there in in the running back or the the wide receiver room, you know, yelling at the entire wide receiving core, you know, three days in in, in into camp about you know get off your fucking phone you know you know get your head out of your ass you know this is the, what the problem is it's the culture mm-hmm. of this team you know it, it, it takes a lot to to fix a culture you yeah. know you, you you can change your personnel but if the culture of the locker room doesn't change you know you're not going to change much at all and, and i'll say every now and then a blind squirrel is going to find a nut it's going to happen mm-hmm. and, and until they show me they can do it consistently i have no faith that they will do it consistently yeah, and I'll say this too, Travis, and we'll get to the next topic. Um, our division did go up against the NFC East this past year. So you can argue that some of those wins, you know, and, and really for everybody, for Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, you know, those were easy four wins for all the teams in the division. We didn't get four wins. So who y'all lost to? Oh, the football lost team. Lost to the That's football right. team. That's right. That's right. Y'all beat up. Y'all, y'all went four and zero in the East. Uh, yeah, we went four and zero. We went four and zero in the East. Yeah, yeah. So, um, hey, let's 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 switch topics. Man. Oh, I'm tired you can switch topics. topics. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh winning the division, bro. You heard me. Too too confident. I said what I said. Too, I, too, and too, I too now, now I didn't say. I said they wouldn't win the division. However, this year is the stairway to seven. Hey, hey. He yeah, said what he said. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. Hey, let's 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 talk some NBA, man. So, um, Travis, so you're a Denver Bron- uh Denver Nuggets fan. And I'm trying um, to fuck it up already. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but but check this out, right? So me and Maestro, we we've had a lot of conversations about the Nuggets, particularly in the playoffs last year in the bubble. And we've talked about how Jamal Murray's been going off for 40, 50 points. And you know, a couple of these playoff games last year. Um, I, I don't pretend to watch or I haven't watched much Denver Nuggets basketball this season. Um, but I do know that they did come out the gate kind of struggling a little bit and then kind of picked it up, you know, right before the all star break came. Um, Nikola Jokic, I think, is an MVP candidate this year because of the numbers that he's put up. He's almost averaging a triple double this year. Um, how how you feel about it, man? Speak on it. How you feel about your Nuggets this year? So I will say out of the gates on this, I have not followed the Nuggets this year nearly as much as I have in the years past. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I moved from Colorado back out to North Carolina. Um, uh, what was it? Uh, January of 2018. So didn't get the NBA uh, center court out here. Mm-hmm. So I, I only catch them when they're on like national televised games, but yeah. mm-hmm. from, from the article, I mean, I, I still read the Denver post and stuff like that. And a lot of the sports articles on them. I, I think a big problem that with the nuggets had coming out of the gates this year was they really had a lack of any type of camaraderie on the court. It was, you know, a, a lot of, you know, discombobulated, you know, 
we're just going to try to run down and, you know, pass around. And if something opens up, it opens up and, Oh, look, the pass got intercepted. I, mm-hmm. I think they, they led the league in tip passes. They led the league in intercepted passes. They led the league in block shots. And that leads the nuggets in particular from what, you know, I've seen and read to a lot more fouls. And when, when you're giving teams, you know, consistent shots at the, at the free throw line, you're, you're, you're not setting yourself up for any type of success at all. And they, they had a big problem with guys fouling out. They had a problem with, you know, guys getting any kind of momentum going. Um, and, and then as the season's progressed, I think they've kind of, you know, brought that back down to earth. And, and I think part of it could also be something you're seeing with a lot of teams, you know, if, um, the team that I actually followed the most out of Colorado Stokes I, and I got the package for them um, is the Colorado Avalanche. And what did you see with, you know, we're not Avalanche. talking about them today. But I was going to say in, in, in contrast, you know, to the nuggets, when, when you look at what the avalanche were doing in the off season, a lot of the guys were still getting together and, and, and on their own mm-hmm. working on the, on, on the sport, working on the team, you know, working on the game and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though facilities weren't open, even though, you know, they didn't have the ability to, you know, really get, get out and, and do a whole lot because of COVID you know, from what I understand, the Nuggets weren't really doing that. They were yeah. on more of a sit and wait to see what the NBA is going to do with this type type of approach. And so when you have a shortened season, when, when you have, you know, all the issues going on, you know, socially with, with COVID-19 and everything else, uh, you're seeing a lot of teams take, you know, falls in, in, into their, in their production because it, it, mm-hmm. it, and anybody who is an athlete, that's a very, very delicate minded person in certain ways. And when you, you, you fuck with the psyche of what a player is used to, what a player is accustomed to, it, it can have a, a drastic effect on them in, in their performance, you know, on, on the field, on the court, on the ice, whatever it is. And, and I think that's what we saw out of the nuggets. And, and then as the season has progressed, they've gotten more and more comfortable with the situations that they're finding themselves in. Mm. So let me ask you, man, projections. I would love to uh, sit here and wax poetic about my NBA team, but we're trash, and I'm going to act like I don't even uh, watch the NBA. Where do you see the Nuggets going? Uh, I don't know. Who, who's, who's your team now? Now no, no, I'm interested. The Wizards. I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> oh, Are Jesus Christ. That? <laughs> wow. I, I, <laughs> there, there's, but, hey, did you know there's, there's two types of people who wear Wizards jersey? The players and you, and there's only one person in that group who's happy to wear one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think it's me. I think it's <laughs> I think it's <laughs> I don't know who it is. Brad Brad Bill maybe he ain't happy, but I digress. Want to stay there though? You don't uh, want to get traded. <laughs> I digress. Where projections? Do the Nuggets have a chance of going to the finals? Where you see them going? Where is their ceiling? Oh, um, I I see them probably going out mid round in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when, when you're going up against, you know, so, so you're going up with Steph Curry, you know, playoff Steph Curry is, is insane. Um, Trey's actually going to like this one. Um, I, I, I have a personal distaste for one LeBron James um, to, to the point where now that he has announced that he has taken part ownership of the Red Sox, I am seriously considering renouncing my Red Sox fandom for someone else. Just, be, hey just man, because, hey man, I'll, I'll like you a lot more if you do that, bro. 
I'm I'm up right now to to my hometown team is the Anaheim Angels. I was born about 15 minutes at Chapman General Hospital, so like 15, 20 minutes from uh, where the Angels play. Or the closest team here is the uh, Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, do I want to go with more of the home team or do I want to go with more of the local team now? But uh, I'm, I'm very much so considering getting getting off the Red Sox uh, fandom with that. And, you know, I've, I've been called bandwagon and stuff like that because sure. of it, but it, I, I'm a firm believer that if you have moral differences with somebody that you cannot overcome, you know, it, it, it's difficult for you to support something that they are with. So I, I hate the listen, Lakers. Man. Oh. Hey, listen, man. Nobody, nobody's gonna call you a bandwagon if you choose to root for an Atlanta team. Um, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you at on social media? <laughs> um, if if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm on there as Travis Herco. Um, again, I really appreciate you gentlemen having me on. It's always nice to talk football. Yes, sir. Um, Lamar Jackson is not going to be the MVP this year. Um, I'm just letting you know that right now. He's gonna Trey. win the Super Bowl. He's gonna win the Super Bowl this year, though. To hell. Okay. He- it is your lie. You are more than welcome to tell it how you want. <laughs> All right, man. All right, Travis. We appreciate you, man. Absolutely. All right. No doubt. lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. 